Welcome to the very first episode of Five Questions with Frank Menger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I will bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. I'm kicking it off with David Meltzer, the co-founder of Sports One Marketing. David and I talk about his journey of failures and successes, key advice for aspiring entrepreneurs, what keeps him driven, the importance of your time, and a prediction into the future that includes AI in the impact it will have on businesses. What's up, peeps? My guest today is on a mission to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. David Meltzer is a family man and the CEO of Sports One Marketing. He formerly served as the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. He's a three-time international best-selling author, a top 100 business coach, and the executive producer of Entrepreneur's number one digital business show, The Elevator Pitch. He's also the host of the Top Entrepreneur podcast, The Playbook. His newest book, Game Time Decision Making, was a number one new release. In addition, he is currently the chairman of the Unstoppable Foundation and has been honored by Variety Magazine as the Sports Humanitarian of the Year. And he's also a recipient of the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome David Meltzer. David, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You know, if my mom was listening, she'd say, but my other son's a doctor. <laughs> uh, and, and oddly enough, I don't know if you remember, I heard you speak at a uh, the Vision Speak conference, and your mother was in the audience. Yeah. Yes, that was really special that uh, to have been to hear you speak, but also um, to see the emotional connection and hear some of that story. So that was so cool. Um, so before we jump into the five questions, what I really like to do is is let you connect with the audience. And I'm, a lot of people know who you are, but for the few tuning in who might not know who you are, just give us a little glimpse into the day of the life of, of who David is and, and what makes David tick. Yeah, you know, I have two different routines. I have a daily routine. That means I'm at home and everything is normal. That means I wake up at 4 a.m., I meditate for 20 minutes, take 10 minutes to get ready. I get to the gym for my minimum of one hour a day uh, to focus in on my health. Uh, I then get home and I study, do research, a student in my calendar for an hour. Then I take care of my family from 6.30 to 7.30. I do coaching calls from 7.30 to 8. Then I execute on being a student in my calendar. That's studying my calendar with attention, intention, and, uh, and uh, accessibility, uh, uh, which creates the coincidences I want. But moreover, then I go ahead at 4.45, finish my day in the office, once again, three, uh, 30 minutes of coaching calls, three coaching calls. Then I spend from 5.30 until 7.30 with my family. Everything goes off during those two hours. 7.30 to 9 o'clock, I go back to studying my calendar, doing research for books, speeches, et cetera. 9 o'clock, put my nine-year-old son to bed, uh, and then intimate private time with my wife. I try to stay up till 11 o'clock and repeat the process. That's my daily routine. I have an adaptable routine because I do travel 200 days a year. Adaptable routines based off of my values. And so 
I go ahead and spend a minimum first on myself, an hour a day on my health, a minimum of 30 minutes with my wife, a minute with 30 minutes with my nine-year-old, minimum two minutes with three of my teenage daughters. They wanted five, they gave me two. Uh, and then a minimum of one minute with my mom. And then a minimum of 10 minutes a day studying my calendar. And from there, I execute on that. And we can get into a variety of things. So uh, for me, it's all prioritizing my personal values, my experiential values, my giving values and receiving values, getting clarity every day on what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it, balancing all of those values in order to have the confidence or inspiration or the clearer connection to that which inspires me. I'm very much a pragmatic business person with a heavy tint on the spiritual, motivational, and inspirational side. And I believe those are two wor worlds of two different currencies that interact and reconcile with one another that have provided me a great uh, journey, which we can get into with your questions. Awesome. And that, for anyone tuning in who, who doesn't know who David is, is how we get 64 hours in one day. Awesome. So, so really excited to jump right in here. And I would, would love for you to share because you have had quite a journey to share a little bit about that journey and, and how you got to, to be the, who the David is today. Sure. So I started out uh, five years old. My dad left. Uh, he left my mom, married a girl closer to my age than his. My dad made a lot of money. He was my hero. But uh, in the 70s, he was, you know, no child support, no spousal support. I was poor, six kids, single mom in a station wagon. She was working two jobs, packing our dinner in between those two jobs, filling up turnstiles at the 7-Eleven after she taught the second grade. Uh, we barely had enough money at all times. And so in my mind, I just wanted to be rich. I was always happy. I don't want anybody to think I was a victim in any way. My mom was an extraordinary mother. Uh, you know, had great philosophies that helped me in life, like doctor, lawyer, failure. Fetus wasn't fully developed until after graduate school. You know, she taught me so many great lessons. Uh, she's a, I joked around at the speech you're at, right? She was a black belt in the martial art, a third degree black belt in Jewish guilt, uh, which I always suggest to parents out there. It's a great weapon. You cannot lose your children over guilting them and it'll hurt way more than anything else you can do, trust me. So wake your kids up at 5 a.m. and guilt them as much as you can, and you'll get some extraordinary kids like my siblings. Anyway, I wanted to be rich so I could buy my mom a house and a car. The only reason I wanted to do that is the only time I wasn't happy is I caught my mom stressed about money, crying over a broken car, crying over something in the house that we couldn't pay for. So I worked to do so, um, ended up, uh, in law school, after I found out doctors had to be in hospitals and I wasn't going to be a professional football player, uh, I reversed engineer. I think this is a really powerful lesson. I, I wanted to be rich, so I, I went to law school to be an oil and gas litigator. I went to Tulane because they had the best program for maritime law, and that's because I looked up what lawyers made the most money out of law school, and it was oil and gas litigator. Ironically, I got two job offers, one to be an oil and gas litigator and another to be a sales rep selling internet, Westlaw, the legal research online. And uh, I asked my mom what I should do. She instantly told me to be a real lawyer, told me the internet's a fad. Once again, another great lesson, you know, just because someone loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. And I see that to be one of the biggest problems people have is they're voting for what other people want for them. And they haven't taken the time to be more interested than interesting to vote for what they want. You gotta, Take in like a hand of sand everyone's advice, appreciate it, say thank you for it, don't resent it or be offended by it, but don't vote for that which you don't want. Don't vote for that which isn't aligned with your values. Vote for what you want, 
what's aligned with your values, personal experience or giving and receiving. I then branded myself from made a million dollars nine months out of law school, bought my mom a house and a car, branded myself as an internet guru. Uh, we sold that company for 3.4 billion in 1995, which put my finances on a different trajectory. I went to the Silicon Valley in the wireless space now, transcoding the internet to wireless phones, learned Sand Hill Road finance, how to raise money, assisted in raising $169 million with a middleware company called EveryPath, then became CEO of the world's first smartphone. At uh, 32 years old, I was CEO of the PC-ePhone, the world's first Windows CE device. And for the first time in my life, I had everything. Money, I married my dream girl from the fourth grade, beautiful daughters, a home, dream home, anything, Ferrari, Porsche, but I wasn't happy. Uh, and uh, I left and moved into the sports space. I became CEO of Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, as you mentioned in the intro, and started surrounding myself with the wrong people, the wrong ideas. And uh, two years after I went through this quantum shift from Lee mentoring me and teaching me to be kind to my future self and to provide value and to really work on the quantum nature that I had of being an overseller, back-end seller, manipulator, and a liar. Uh, if I could shift that paradigm, uh, two years after I shifted, I lost everything, over $100 million, houses, cars, ski mountains, you know, golf course, everything that I had, except for my wife, thank goodness, and my wife, who stuck with me and changed my life, put me on the right track. Uh, I then started you know, really working on the reconciliation of the spiritual and pragmatic world. Whoa. <laughs> you asked that, for it, man. And, and what a journey. And, and really, uh, that's such a kind of, you know, it doesn't even justify, but a roller coaster of what you went through, not only emotionally, but financially and physically, I mean, everything. So that's really great that you shared that because it goes right into the, the next question I have for that I would love to ask is because of the fact that you know you were really running the CEO, you know, being the CEO, uh, having us, you know, helping uh, raise money, getting a successful exit, you know, being involved in tech very early on, and then having everything, as you said, you know, hey, I had it all, but you weren't happy. But you know, we see perception, social media, it's real. Every, it looks looks like you're having fun, um, and then losing everything and kind of going, okay, here I am from scratch and, and building everything back up. What is what is, if you can give, and, and maybe you can't one piece, but if you can, if there was one piece of advice that you can give any side hustler, aspiring entrepreneur, or even an entrepreneur that thinks they've made it at some point, what is a, a piece of advice that you would give them? You would like, listen, this is one thing I wish that you would take away. Yeah. You know, I think for me, it's enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of your potential. I think we attach our emotions to so many outcomes, no matter where you are in that spectrum that you, from very beginning of startups to successful entrepreneur, the biggest mistake we make is we cause interference, resistance, shortages, voids, and obstacles for ourselves because we're not enjoying the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of our own potential. We're voting for what other people want for us. We're living in ego-based consciousness. We have a need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, all of those different feelings. And my best piece of advice, and I wish somebody would have told me as I was so inclined to focus in and attach my happiness to money as an outcome, hey, just enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of that potential. 
Enjoy it. Yes. And knowing what you do, so so today, and anyone who's following you on any of your social media channels, you get to speak to not only athletes of, from everywhere, I mean, the top pros, and, and I've seen you speak to um, uh, college level and other level athletes, so that whole spectrum, then business folks, and and really, you know, the, the average everyday person who thinks they may want to be somewhere, and, and just that, that inspiring, um, that someone who's looking to be inspired, where... What is the fuel that really keeps you going? What is it that you, you're like, you know what, this is this is it. Because I saw one of the videos, I think it was um, one of the camera guys was like, man, I related to you. And th- and you were like, this was the best day for me. I remember you were in the back of a limo and you said, this is the best day for me. And so what is what is that fuel? Is that is that when 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 you when you feel the impact in someone? And is that what really drives you? And is like, this is why I do it. What is that? What is that fuel? Yeah, the fuel for me is to know that I'm always connected to that fuel, right? So where I have the greatest physical or pragmatic experiences are when the reconciliation of my own being with that connection, that it's the clearest connection. There's no interference or corrosion to it. There's no ego in the way. And I get to experience unconditional love and giving and and elevation. So as you mentioned, one of the greatest things is I just did a uh, a, a training with one of my mentees that I've mentored since he was 15, multimillionaire now, and to see the evolution of his perspective, uh, to watch him give back. And he has 29 franchises opened up here in Southern California. And he, you know, created his Acai Bowl, Everbowl is the name of it. But he, he had the, the awareness to, as he's going down for the production, to realize that the seeds were being wasted and you can make these bracelets for charity. And you know, everything that he's doing, I, I, you know, sat there going, once again, I am so blessed that I'm elevating others to elevate themselves and creating a significant impact to, you know, as you know, I'm like, my mission is to impact a billion people, over a billion people to be happy. And here, the only way that I can do that is to find a thousand people like this young entrepreneur from every bowl that will impact a thousand people, to impact a thousand people and to listen to him. I know that I got one of my thousand in this guy. And I know that in my lifetime, I can get those thousand, a thousand times a thousand, a million, a million times a thousand, a billion. I know if I can find a thousand Jeff Fensters in the world, I will be able to do it. And so that's really where I get the most uh, purpose and, and passion. I can see that. Yeah, I would, that, that, can, that can fuel many. So uh, great to see that. And on the flip side of that, knowing, again, you work with all these people, you've experienced you know, so much. What is the one thing that you see and you're like, oh, I see this all the time. And if you can change it or you can change the perception, what, what would that thing be that you're like, listen, if this, this, is, this is the one thing that I would love to change if I could? Time. So people don't get it. Uh, and I, I find that they drop out because of time. There's a reason I put a clock in the elevator during elevator pitch, right? Cause I can, when they're pitching, they get 60 seconds to pitch the judges. If their eyes go up, you can't see the clock on the show, but they have a huge one in the elevator. Cause I'm trying to create interferences, voids, shortages and obstacles to a good pitch, right? I'm trying to create good TV by having a clock there. But the biggest detriment is people focusing on the clock so when they're 25% of the way there, 99% of the people quit. 
In half as much time, they'll be at 50%, and another 99% of the 1% quit. Saddest thing is, they're only half of that much time in order to get to 100%, and have to get to 200, have to get to 400, 800, 1600. So 99% of 99% quit because they put their focus in on the clock instead of focusing in on acceleration and growth created by attention, intention, and coincidence with a lens of productivity, which means providing value, accessibility, which means be accessible to others, but also access what you want, and gratitude, which is a lens of, of happiness. And so if you look and study and pay attention and intention and create the coincidences based on productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, and keep your eye off the clock, boom, formula for success. All right, I hope they're tuning in there and writing some notes because that was very powerful, which is going to – my favorite part of the show, uh, and I can't wait to hear your responses. where are we going? So if I could give you a chance to, to, to be uh, historically correct and to play Nostradamus, where are we going to be? Knowing where we're at today, what's the future look like in five or you know, even ten years down the road? What's, what's, what's your outlook? So for me, it really is in the AI side of things. You know, the experience, the experiential side of what we will be able to do. The world is changing at an exponential rate. Uh, we have to rethink every institution from political institutions to financial institutions to educational institutions. All of our primary institutions need to be rethought because of technology and the speed of processing battery power and AI. And so if you take, for example, languages, uh, where I see the future is we are gonna train the brain like we train the body. So instead of kids taking languages, we're gonna know what part of the brain is worked out by learning languages because there's no reason to learn a language anymore. Uh, you probably saw the new Microsoft commercial. I mean, on your iPhone next year, you're just gonna hit Mandarin, talk to someone in China, it can literally translate you to Mandarin and translate them back to English. Why take a language other than to learn how it affects and impacts the brain in order to expand and strengthen it, right? So I see the future in brain training, body training, and soul training, and that specifically everything else is just access through AI, but we're improving and expanding because now we're hyper-focused on consistent, everyday, persistent pursuit of our potential according to the part of the body, brain, and soul that we want to expand. That might be one of the best explanations of why people talk about, they throw AI out there like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, but no one ever really dug into it, it ever digs into it. So that was extremely helpful. So thanks again for, for being on. Really appreciate uh, you making the time. Anyone tuning in, and I know you are everywhere. So where where can we find you? If someone's tuning in, they want to, they want to find David. Where, where are they going? You got to remember that name, David Meltzer. So at David Meltzer on Instagram, YouTube, even TikTok is going there. My website is dmeltzer.com, and that's because someone won't give me David Meltzer. All you'll get is a landing page. So, But if you Google David Meltzer or Instagram David Meltzer, do not use Dave Meltzer uh, because you'll get the World Wrestling Federation guy. He's also in sports. He's older than me. Great guy. But if you're interested in, in wrestling, hit up Dave Meltzer. Everything else, though, David Meltzer. I do dabble in MMA, so don't forget me there. But David Meltzer is where to find me. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on. Thanks so much uh, for, for dropping so much knowledge for the folks tuning in, and I appreciate it. You got it, my friend. Anytime. Thank you so much for your time and patience. 
Be kind. I love that shirt. Happiness always comes first. A billion people on earth will be happy before I leave. All righty. Thank you. I'm with you. You can take one off the list, including me. You Great. got it. Number two right there. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to 5questionswithfrank.com for more information. I'll see you next week.